We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome into Outside the Trenches, presented by Jack Stack Barbecue. As you can tell by my voice, I am not our fearless leader, BJ Kissel. My name is Tucker Franklin. I am here with you today. It's just me and Super Bowl champion, Nick Lecky. Nick, how are you doing this fine week? It's been a minute since we've talked. We were going to do Outside the Trenches with you on the road. It just like didn't work out. The Super 8 Wi-Fi, shocker, didn't work very well. Weird. Um, and that's so odd. But how have you been, Nick? I've been good. I mean, I, I think um, I think all of us needed time to heal after that mm-hmm. that Chiefs just collapse. And I think it was yeah. appropriate that we weren't able to do one when you you guys you and BJ were having your road trip to mm-hmm. Las Vegas. And so it was kind of nice to heal up and think about things and let the dust settle and kind of figure out how we're going to watch the Super Bowl and hand out some uh you know some awards, I guess. Yeah, Nick, as you mentioned, we've got a we've got a good show planned. I think just kind of a nice little capper on the season, end of end of the year awards. You know, as I was as we were trying to think about what we were doing for this podcast, the end of the year awards were happening for the NFL. I think they call them the NFL honors now, mm-hmm. um, but they were happening. I was like, let's do that. Let's let's talk about who was really good for the Chiefs in this regular season, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. I know people might not want to hear about the Super Bowl, right? The Chiefs are pretty much we're supposed to be in it and they're not and i know that stinks but we'll talk about the super bowl some of the storylines surrounding it but before we get to that we got to thank our friends at jack stack barbecue for everything they do for us and they have a sale going on it's their annual a la carte sale it's here get up to 40 percent off all of your a la carte favorites plus enjoy free ground shipping on shipped orders of 115 dollars plus so anything over 115 dollars Pretty easy to spin a jack stack, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> yes. it's a, that's a quick bill. Uh, you are going to get free ground shipping. Use promo code STOCKUP22 for the sale prices and free shipping. You got to order it by March 6th, though. Uh, so you're kind of running out of time. Make sure you get up there. You can save up to 40% off of all your a la carte favorites, Nick. And, and man, I love to go there and just order a la carte stuff, honestly. It's what I do. Yeah, I, I like I like to build my own combo platter because yes. I'm not I'm not pleased with, with the options that I have. Uh, I know if I was doing this one too, I was looking on it. I was playing around with it. I would get like the four one pound packs of the beef burn ends. And then yes. I get the wings. I get the six one pound packs. And like we talked about, right? These wings are good cold. I bet you I could eat these, these suckers. Like you ship them to me and they're probably frozen. So I got to thaw them out a little bit, but mm-hmm. I eat them, eat them in the fridge standing up with the doors open. 
And it's the yes. best way to eat, eat jack stack wings. Just, oh my, they're so good. I love to take those things home. I like to get the Tasty Kansas City, right? Me and my girlfriend will split a Tasty Kansas City when we go. And then I'll obviously get some burn-ins on the side, some of the a la carte stuff that, you know, doesn't really come with it. Um, because I like to get the whole Taste of Kansas City, right? It's a good name. It's a good name for it. It's a really good name. Um, it's a really good it name. It is. Um, so, so in that case, you know, sometimes we'll bring home some of the wings. I'll eat those suckers cold. As you mentioned, yeah. man, it's, you do a disservice if you throw them in the microwave, oh. you just got to eat those things cold. You can still get the smokiness. Oh. Okay. It's good. It's good. Make sure if you're not in Kansas city, go take advantage of this stock up 22 order by March 6th for saving up to 40%, save up to 40%. That's a lot, um, for this, for this a la carte sale. So Nick, let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to be giving away only four awards. When I was going through like some of these awards, some of them don't really apply to the Chiefs, right? That they do, you know, nationally, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to go offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, and most improved player. I think those are four easy awards, you know, that we can that we can hand out that that are going to be uh, suitable for what this team did. So, so you want to start start us off, Nick, with your offensive player of the year. Are we going to go for, for the big dog right off the get-go, or you want to go least to first? You know what? Yeah, let's go most improved player first. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. This is going to be a weird one because I'm, I'm going to do it. It's not. I'm not going to say from last year to this year. I, I like to do it like within the framework of a season, and I know you might mm -hmm. be different. But to me, most improved player from beginning of the season to how they finished November, December would have to be our, our, our guy, Patrick Mahomes. He was really he was really putting a lot of stress on the offensive line. Um, he was trying to you know clip on every play, as they say in the Rocket League series. And he's clipping. <laughs> uh, he's trying to put up them highlights. He's stunting, as they say. And yeah. and he was setting back. He wasn't comfortable in the pocket. And then all of a sudden, you see this like midseason transformation, where all of a sudden he becomes comfortable in the pocket, almost Aaron Rodgers esque in that pocket mm -hmm. with the presence and trusting his whole line. Uh, and then even able to scramble some. So most improved player for me within this season, Patrick Mahomes. I really like that answer because Patrick Mahomes can probably be used for a lot of other things, you know, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. But he did really improve this year. And I think that was kind of a big talking point this year. Is like, okay, what's going on with Mahomes during that, you know, losing stretch? People were like, Mahomes, what's up with him? And then when they went on that little tear, nobody was talking about Patrick Mahomes because he <laughs> figured it out. Uh, so what, what I have is most improved player. When I like to think about that, it's like, I think from last year to the year before, mm -hmm. right? So so that's kind of how I was thinking thinking of this. And I got Willie Gay Jr. And I think he really improved on the defensive side of the ball, uh, really is was able to put out some really valuable reps and was really valuable for this team. If you think about you know, their first four weeks there without Willie Gay, he comes back. I'm not saying he was the cure, but he definitely helped fix that defense, helped right the ship. Uh, Melvin Ingram also in there as, as one of these guys that could be for another for another position. Don't want to get too far into that one, but uh, but I think Willie Gay really improved from from this year to last year. Man, it, it was is night and day. He was getting some really valuable reps in there. It was awesome too. And then I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a stretch where like uh, Bolton, Hitchens, Willie Gay, they were all kind of out during the season, right? So they yeah. all had had to kind of fill in each other's roles. And I mm -hmm. thought that was cool for a long-term standpoint to kind of play the different position, play different linebacker spots, you know, make the calls, uh, you know, and then see it from a different angle. And I think that improved their skills. And that's why that trio did so well in the stretch, right? Because yeah. they were able to able to see, you know, the field through each other's eyes position. 
And then it was like, they just clicked after that. It was really cool. And you're right. Willie Gay is, is that, is that run stopper too up there in the defensive uh, second line. Oh yeah. Him coming downhill is a scary sight Whew. to see 48 tackles this year. Um, one only for loss, one quarterback hit surprised to only see he had one tackle for loss because that dude, Man. that dude was flying around. Um, so Let's go with, do you want to do rookie of the year next? Let's do that one. Nick, who do you yeah. have as the rookie of the year? Um, do you want to go first on this one? No, I want you to go first. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, uh, I, I'm, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, not really a toss-up, but I'm going to go uh, not Trey Smith. Uh, just because I think I think Trey Smith, for as dominant as as he was in the run, I think there were some times, some clips where he struggled a little bit in pass pro uh, mm -hmm. versus uh, some of the moves, some of the bull rushes, and that stuff he'll get cleaned up. And like I said, him struggling a bit is not getting blown up. Him struggling a bit is getting beat at the edge, getting beat late, kind of stuff. So yeah. it ain't like he's getting dominated at all. He just kind of struggled a little bit. I noticed some stuff where I'm like, oh wow, he could work on some pass pro stuff. Um, and then, and if you look at um, the move over one space to his left, uh, and I know I'm a, I'm a center, former center, so this is what I was watching. But Creed Humphrey is my my 100% rookie of the year, man. The guy just was consistent all year from from week one to week 18, and just would just never miss a snap, uh, never never took a playoff. You know, was was solid in pass pro. Solid and run blocking, you know, solid down the field. Uh, brought the, I wouldn't say brought the energy because he didn't bring the energy, but just brought the consistency, you know. And once yeah. Mahomes realized, hey man, I can step up in his pocket, Creed was right there, you know. And then credit goes to, you know, um, Tooney to his left and then Trey Smith to his right because, you know, those guys played well together when, once they started clicking. Yeah. And I think Creed, the name of the game in the NFL is consistency. And, you know, Joe Tooney is making money on consistency. Mm -hmm. um, Creed Humphrey will do the same thing. That dude is incredibly consistent and he's consistently very good. Um, and, and I really love Creed Humphrey. I know there's been a conversation about would you trade Creed Humphrey for T. Higgins? I know that's kind of out there right now. And, and we don't need to dive into that. Uh, we, that's we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. But I, I think that what Nick, or what yeah, I said, Nick, what Creed uh, adds to this team is, is pretty valuable. But I'm going to go with another rookie uh, who who I was pretty hard on. I, I'll admit it, probably because he was one of my own. Right, uh, Nick Bolton ended up stepping up, playing really good ball. I, I do think that once he was put in the right position, uh, and he wasn't having to fill the roles of, you know, what Willie Gay probably did in the season, right? So early on and through those first four weeks without Willie Gay, he was having to kind of play out of position. And once he did get put in the role to really uh, accentuate his skill set, I think that really benefited Nick Bolton. 112 tackles, 70 solo, 11 tackles for loss. Listen, I know tackles aren't the only stat, right? <laughs> it's not the most important. I know a lot of people like to build arguments on tackles, and I'm not huge on, on that. But I, I don't think that's nothing. I don't, I don't think a rookie coming in there leading the team in tackles is not nothing. Um, I, I think that he really came in and he played well, especially we know in the Steve Spagnuolo system, he's not a big fan of rookies. And so having a rookie come in there and kind of lead the defense from that from that Mike position uh, was big. And I know that I was hard on Nick Bolton, and I fully admit that, you know what, 
he, he got put in the right position and he wasn't probably in the right position when I was being hard on him. Uh, so I know that kind of, and I know I'm backtracking on my takes on Nick Bolton because <laughs> I was, I was hard on him from the beginning. He's a Mizzou guy. I want the Mizzou guy to look good. Right. And so that's probably why I was a little bit harder on him. Show him a little bit of tough love, but man, I couldn't, I couldn't really be happier with the, with the way that Nick Bolton played this season. You gave him that uh, coach's son perspective, right? Yep. You're yep, extra it. hard, extra hard on your on your on your kid when you're coaching the team, right? <laughs> that's what he is. That's he feels it. like your son, right? He feels like like your kid because you love him so much, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the Mizzou guy and everything like that. So that makes a lot of sense. It does. I, I like that. I like. And another thing too, I think that's the same thing with my my Willie Gay comment too. It goes the same with Bolton. You know, for mm-hmm. him to be out, miss some games, and to come back in when you know everyone else went went, went hitch or or really gay were hurt, and that that helped out a lot. That kind of um, what's it called? Like when you do like a job shadow, or like when you do like a, when you're at a corporation, you you do different jobs in a corporation. Yeah, uh, th- that's what they the job share. I don't know what the hell the term yeah. is, but that's what he did, right? Like when the right. CEO does like of the hotel does like the the laundry, you know. Yeah. So it's like you just different jobs. You see the the, the game through a different perspective. Yeah, so had to, had to give a nice little hat tip there to, to Nick Bolton. I think he played really well uh, as a rookie this year. Defensive player of the year, Nick. Who no question. Got? I mean, l- let's be honest. They, they traded for him, right? Is this, are, yep. are we in agreement here? Uh, the, yeah. This defense was was incomplete without 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 Ingram. What, what Ingram? Is it Melvin Ingram, right? Melly, yep, Melvin okay, Ingram. So I'm, I'm, I'm like Melvin Gordon, you know, <laughs> Mark Ingram, Melvin Ingram. Like, I'm always <laughs> like, what M? Like, what M person is this, right? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Melvin Ingram, man, just freaked me out first time mm-hmm. I saw him play. Uh, and just I remember he blew up somebody. I forgot what he blew up, like a counter play. And I, oh. I had the, the 24, right? 24? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what the? Is this a fat set? Who's this what corner? Or it's a thick corner. I was like so tripped out. I forgot. I forgot. I think I'd been drinking that day. And it was like, I just forgot that he was. Yep. And I'm like, he just blew it. And I'm like, who is this corner? I was like, it's just so weird. It looks like like the number is like, like extra small. We're like, oh, we yeah. don't do these number combo sets in big boy. Right. We're used to small, small, small kid. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, definitely. I mean, this defense was night and day difference without with him and without him. You can definitely tell a turning point of the season when Melvin Gordon was added to this roster. And I, and I think that that's kind of the general sentiment from everybody is that Melvin Gordon for a six round pick highway robbery. Oh uh, and if they, if they would have won the Super Bowl and that how, how embarrassing would it have been to be a Steelers fan to say, Oh, we gave up this student, which essentially propelled them to a Super Bowl really jump started their season. Once they got Melvin Ingram and Melvin Ingram ended the Steelers season. Uh, yeah. So it's like one of those things where like, uh, <laughs> that was like, man, that's tough. And he played nine games for the chiefs, had 15 tackles, seven of them solo. Uh, two for loss, five QB hits, and got a sack and a forced fumble. So, you know, that's pretty good. Pretty good season for only nine games. Half season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty good half season there. A yeah. lot of guys would be stoked with that for a full season. Um, and, and he played really well. I, I think no question. I mean, other guys you could think about. Uh, Chris Jones did have a had, have a good year, especially you know once he moved back inside. Mm-hmm. I think you know the Melvin Ingram kind of added to that. Yeah, um, that's again Melvin exactly. Ingram coming in and doing doing the job there. You know, Tyron Matthew didn't fill up the stat sheet a whole lot, but I think his presence was really felt because mm-hmm. he's he's not thrown at. Uh, that's that's the thing that's really hard to to gauge how good players right? are. Is like, oh, you can say he's he was four for four in pass deflections, 
Yeah, but he's thrown that four times. Tyron Matthew mm-hmm. wasn't thrown at once. So it's like one of those things where it's really hard to, to determine how good safeties are. I know that's something PFF only grades on um, balls thrown at like corners or safety. So it makes it really hard for guys like Tyron Matthew and, you know, Patrick Peterson, who guys who are pretty locked down, who don't get thrown at all that much to get a, to get good grades. So, you know, PFF grades probably for a whole nother podcast too. But I think all the controversial subjects, right? I am, man. I'm, BJ's not gonna want me want to let me host this show again. <laughs> exactly. uh, he's gonna rub me off. Uh, but no, I think I think that Melvin Ingram is is without a question the defensive player of the year. Uh, all right, Nick, the big boy offensive player of the year. What do you think? I think I think this is gonna blow a lot of people's minds when I say that a um, a kid from the state of Oklahoma is our offensive player of the year. And I'm going to go for the double whammy Creed Humphrey offensive player of the year. <laughs> I know that's sacrilegious, but listen, if, if you look at, look at consistency of play from, from week one to week 18, who, who was, who, who had the, the best performance every game of, of every game this season. And that was Creed Humphrey. He was yeah. Mr. Consistent. He's the, in to the highest graded PFF player in the in center, right? Highest graded PFF player as a rookie, day one starter rookie, and left-handed, no gloves, and and just played well. Like you know, you you could make a case for like you could say, why didn't you pick Travis? Well, Travis had the fumbling issues, you know, early in the midseason, right? A lot of fumbling issues that that cost them, you know, cost them of a couple not didn't cost them the games, but turned the ball over, which is uncharacteristic yeah. of Travis. And then Tyreek, Tyreek got clamped a couple games, right? Kind of, kind of did not show up on the stat sheet. So, and that's with receivers, right? Receivers don't don't get that sort of love. They're they're streaky, right? Where they go mm-hmm. big, they go big. Whatever you look at the total, it yep. looks good. Whatever. Um, and then with Mahomes, Mahomes first couple first couple games rough, very very rough. Did not look his best. Uh, trying to do too much. And um, you know, if we're given like a like if we it was the award for like. Um, November, December, it goes to Mahomes, no question. Mm-hmm. No, but they just looked out of sync. Mahomes did not look like Mahomes early on. So if I'm talking a total season, look at the season, not the flipping Heisman where they just do the last two games, right? right? And then say, <laughs> oh, we got it there, right? Whatever. Forget what happened early in the season. No, the yeah. whole season, Creed Humphrey. I like it. You did say guy from Oklahoma, and I am I almost thought you were gonna go with Orlando Brown. Yeah, because okay. he went to Oklahoma too. I was like, oh, well, I listen. Had a good year. <laughs> he did. He, well, that's the thing. And Patrick put him in a bad spot too by by dropping yeah. ten yards. And yeah. people were like, "What's up with Orlando Brown? You know, he sucks." And I'm like, "Well, if like I I did this to a couple friends. They're like, dude, what's up with him? He sucks.' I go, stop it. And my mm-hmm. dude locked up Miles Garrett when you know Miles Garrett tried to bull rush. That's impossible. That's impossible. But um, I, I would do like a thing. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stand here as a, as a as a tackle. You're gonna stand over there as a defensive end, and then you hear I'm gonna point to a spot ten yards behind me. Get to that spot, you know. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Mahomes was not putting him in a good spot. No, he wasn't. And I, and I'm not actually gonna go with Patrick Mahomes as my offensive player of the year either. Oh, I'm ooh. gonna go with Travis Kelsey. 
Uh, I think that what you did bring up a, a good point about his fumbles early on in the season, and and some of them did end up, I think, in the ball. No, it wasn't Baltimore. One of those games, it was Chargers game, I believe. He had a fumble um, that that did kind of end up. He kind of hurt in the Chiefs a little bit, but dude finally got a touchdown pass. That's kind of cool. Yeah, um, right. It's nice. <laughs> but I think that when, when it comes to down to it. Travis Kelsey was the most consistent receiver that the Kansas City Chiefs had on the team. And I think when it was third down, you were looking for Travis Kelsey. Uh, and I think that, you know, I know we said we weren't going to take the playoffs into consideration, but, <laughs> but but one thing that really sticks out to me is, you know, during that whole playoff game against the Bills, he's like, hey, if they run that coverage again, I'm going to run up the seam. You're going to give me the ball. This is going to happen. And I, don't, I think that happens in more than just the playoffs, right? I think mm -hmm. that just happened to be captured then. I think that just gives you a glimpse into – uh, the relationship that those two guys have and the trust that they have in, in each other as well. And I think Travis Kelsey is is incredibly valuable to this offense, maybe more so than than we than we think right now, just because of how he's been able to to gel with Mahomes and break all these records with with a phenomenal quarterback and and get into spots where he can make these plays and, and can make Patrick Mahomes uh, be special like that. So so I think that it's one of those things where Obviously, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player on this team. That's that's of without course, a question. Yes. But I think yeah. I think uh the, the the best offensive player this year, uh Travis Kelsey was incredibly reliable. I, I don't want to say incredibly consistent. He was consistent after probably week four. Mm -hmm. Um, but but I think that you know, with him getting up there in age, man, what he's doing at the age he's doing it, I think is also also impressive. And that's why he's he's my offensive player. You know, and I think too, I I tried to eliminate all, all that, and I did. I factored in everything like that, and nice. and, and I agree with you too. And, and I've said it before: is that Mahomes does not feel comfortable at all in any game until he makes his 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 pass and catch to Travis. Like, yep. and now it's like I I always like until he got that throw to Travis, even if they had a touchdown or two, I didn't feel comfortable. And then I knew that, you know, Patrick probably didn't feel comfortable. Then once they made the connection and it was like, all right, okay, we're good. Now we can rock and roll. Now, now we can run our thing. So it's like he he is Patrick's security blanket. Yeah. And mine too. I, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. And and you're right too. That yes. that play, I saw the mic'd up uh, of the play. Mm -hmm. I was like, Travis, do it, do it, do it. Like that and ran the, the Nike swoosh route. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible mm -hmm. what they can do. Travis Kelsey this year, 11, just over 1,100 yards, 1,125 yards. That's nine touchdowns. Uh, he's getting 12.2 yards per reception. That's and the dude is, let me check his age here real quick. I don't want to mess up. I know he's in his 30s. Um, so I got to hit more bio information. Um, 32. Jeez. He's going to be 33 next year. October 5th is his birthday. Um, I'll give out a social security card number later in the podcast <laughs> if you listen. Um, but he, he, he'll be 33 coming up next year. Um, I believe he's got one more year on his deal here, if I can see that. Um, but it's it's something like that. But, man, you know, you never know how good you have it until it's gone. I'm just yes. here for I'm all, I'm here for appreciating Travis Kelsey mm -hmm. in the moment and for what he's been doing. So those are our postseason awards. Any honorable mentions you'd like to give out, Nick? Is it Charveris Ward? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I say, you know, I say he he definitely she, she was considered 
uh, defensive player of the year. Same thing to me with Matthew. I don't think I don't think Matthew. I think we saw in, in the Cincinnati game how much of a, a quarterback he is for that defense, as far as get, getting them right, uh, getting them in check, uh, you know, telling them where to go, kind of like a center does. Hey, you know, you're here, you're on this route, you're on that route, and kind of does it like that. Um, and then offensively, uh, I, I'd like to say, uh, you know, running backs, but you know, there's no consistency. You know, I, I loved at times, you know, Williams and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but they just couldn't. I don't feel like they were utilized enough in the offense to 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 really shine, you know. And don't get me right. started with the first and goal from the one in the first half of the Cincinnati game. Let's just not go there. Okay. There's not enough bourbon in my house right now to to handle that. I just and you don't run it once. Any, right. Yeah. I just moved. I don't have any alcohol in my house, so there's not enough. Uh, so, <laughs> literally, literally, yeah, there's literally not enough. Um, so before people tweet at me and say that he only that for saying that Travis Kelsey only has two years left on this deal, he's good through uh, 2025. Um, so if he plays through his age 36 season, oof, that's getting up there. Um, his, game, his game, oh, that's true. His oh, game is I'll not not quite his game. Travis's game is not not beat you with speed. He's got that 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 weird speed where when when he he ran that uh, was it the the Chargers game where he did that like the the twenty five yard scramble or that yeah. the, I was like what was it? he's got like I don't know he's that fast like what is he this optical illusion how are they not oh. catching up he's like really fast he's sneaky yeah. fast so, so yeah Gronk is also thirty two which surprised me uh, when I saw that um, at first let's see he's 32 and 272 days. So he was born on May 14th. You'll also get his social security card later in the podcast as well. Um, so he's just a little bit older. He's going to turn when did 33. He was. Because he was out of uh, U of A. Uh, yes. And in the wow. second round, 42nd overall, the 2010 draft. And when was, um, when was Kelsey drafted? Oh, Kelsey probably. Kelsey was the same draft, I believe. Or. No, 2013. Uh, that's right, because that was the same draft as Eric Fisher. Um, and that's when the Chiefs had the number one pick. It was a 2013 draft. Which wow. Think, so wait, 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 wait. Gronk had three, three, has three more years in the league than Travis? Yeah, he Four. does. 10, 11, 12. Yeah, three, three more. Mm -hmm. That's he crazy. And they're the same age? And they're the same age? And they're the same age, yeah. Gronk seems a whole lot older, probably because of the fact that he has more years in the league. Um, yes, it's always what it is, man. It's I me. Mean, honestly, age is age, not an age. Is, it's it's not your your actual age. It's your NFL age. Right. Because I mean, you could be I mean same age, but you get more more pounding than yeah. Your your body's gonna be beat up. Yeah, and, and Travis and Gronk play two different games. Um, <laughs> and you you mentioned that already, man. Um, I think that he could play till thirty six. Wouldn't be shocked. I mean, he's under contract until he's thirty six. We'll see how that plays out. But let's appreciate Travis Kelsey. Correct. Um, I, I think Tarvarius Ward was a good shout out there. I think he he played really well this season. Really, I think he earned himself a paycheck, mm -hmm. uh, which is oh, yeah. really what you what you got to do as a guy who's been on a lot of one year deals. Bag um, secured. Yeah, that whole offensive line, man. I mean, Joe Tooney, the most underrated offensive lineman probably in the NFL. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. I think that isn't probably not close to dude stepped in and played left tackle against the Bengals of the regular season, and amazing. nobody noticed. Um, I and did. that was <laughs> right away. I, the offensive line. That's our Orlando Brown. <laughs> 
They look a little different, to be <laughs> fair. They don't look going the same. On? What's going on here, exactly? What did you do with Orlando? I mean, he made a couple snaps yeah. and, yes, slid over. But, no, you're right. And I think, too, you're right. The entire offensive line, you know, for, for stepping up. And then for, for Veach, um, for, for you know, reconstructing an, an entire offensive line from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, saying, hey, we yeah. need to fix this issue. And but then but then also you got to, you know, give throw some not positive vibes towards the coaching staff for not fine tuning the game Mm -hmm. to say, look, here's what we have, man. You know, we don't need Patrick. And I hope what they do next year is say, you know, we don't need Patrick to win games for us. Like, let's save those plays. Let's get a let's get some run game concepts, you know, at this, you know, what we have. And I just it's underutilized. Jarek had a good year too. Kind of towards the end of the year, he really turned mm-hmm. it on when he had when you know he he didn't really get a whole lot of opportunities, but when he did, he played well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what he needed to do. I think he earned himself another paycheck as well, whether it's in Kansas City or, or elsewhere. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, Nick, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about this Super Bowl. I know people don't really want to talk about it, but I, I think we should kind of talk about uh, talk about it. And, and what I think is really interesting on, on social media, kind of the tone around this whole Super Bowl is it's going to be a boring Super Bowl, that it's not very not very exciting. People aren't excited for the Super Bowl. Maybe, you know, probably because the Chiefs are they're supposed to be in it and they're not in it. And I think rightfully so. A lot of I know, people are not, are not in it. Right. A lot of teams are not in the Super Bowl. Uh, 30 of them, actually, um, <laughs> are not in the Super Bowl. Uh, so what what are your thoughts on that? What do you think about the Super Bowl overall? You know, it, it's weird that that you say that because people are always like, no one wants to see, you know, New England, you know, Tampa, any yeah. any Tom Brady-led team in a Super Bowl. And then when they're not in it, you know, or, or if Aaron Rodgers isn't in it, you know, then they're like, What's the deal? You know, this, what's what's going on here? This is some some bootleg Super Bowl, right? Where we right. don't want these, you know, a team with a bunch of you know has been superstars and and this team with a bunch of new blood superstars uh, from Ohio. You know, you know, we want we want you know the the Chiefs or we want you know Buffalo. We want these teams who have um, sort of earned the right to be there. So like, mm-hmm. people don't like these dark horse teams that are like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What you? What do you? Do you have a wristband? I, I don't. I don't yeah. remember you. How did you get in here? Who you do know? You know? <laughs> yeah, this is the VIP era. What are you doing? Like you're not <laughs> right, right? Like what do you? Like both these teams are like that, right? There's like 
like, okay, they traded for Von Miller. They, they traded for, for Odell. And you're like, okay, that's, they're going to F up that chemistry. And man, Super Bowl's a fickle thing, man. Man, you yeah. luck out, man. You luck out. And Staffy versus Tampa almost blew it, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird thing. So that's one of the things uh, that I like to think about too, and I mention a lot. The Chiefs during their Super Bowl run had a tremendous luck. Um, mm-hmm. If you think about it, you know they came back in all three of the games, all yeah, all three of the games, and that's lucky. You know you can be good at football and also have luck, and I think that that is like probably ninety percent of it, right? Ninety percent of it's luck; the other half is skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you, when you think about it, kind of a Yogi Berraism right there. Uh, but but I. I I'm excited for it, honestly, and I know that's kind of sounds a little sacrilegious coming from a guy who follows the Chiefs, who likes the Chiefs. Listen, I don't hate Joe Burrow. I'm going to say that right now. I know a lot of people hate Joe Burrow because of that game. Joe Sice, he's got some swag, and I liked <laughs> watching Joe Joe Burrow in the when he was with LSU in that historic offense. And and man, I kind of like it I, there. I, I mean, I'm I'm with it. I'm with the Super Bowl matchup. I think the Rams are a fun team. Two very contrasting styles of roster building going at it to see. Look, listen, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And like yeah. it's gonna show you that like you can build a roster through the draft here by getting your quarterback in round one, getting the number one pick. This is how you do it. Trade away all your first round picks and get guys that are proven and you could still make yeah. the Super Bowl. I think that this is what this has proven is that there's no one right way to do it. And I, and I think that that's kind of kind of an exciting point of the Super Bowl. And listen, this might be the last taste of good football we have for a while. I know the USFL is coming, but I said good football for a reason. Um, <laughs> high quality. Football. High quality yeah. football. And, uh, and I don't know that a lot of Chiefs fans aren't going to watch it. I get it, man. That's your choice. You can watch the Super Bowl if you want. Um, but I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to think it's, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, so Nick, why don't we, why don't we dive into blind nil? We don't have BJ here to kind of dampen the mood over blind nil in the name <laughs> of it. So we can fully embrace the blind nilness of it. So what do you got for me today? All right. Uh, by the way, uh, before this uh, podcast, we always chat. Tucker tried to ask me what my blind nil was, and I was like, "Bro, come on, you you ain't you ain't Harambe, right? You I'm I'm doing this for Harambe, just just like the Bengals, right? Which well, they're gonna win because they dedicated to Harambe. Um, best dip, best dip and snack combo, like best like like best dip, best like whatever, like it could be chip and dip, it could be like wing and blue cheese, it could be blah blah. I'm talking best two flavors." You combine um, if for like a Super Bowl that that you're like, I need this or like, yes, this is my jam. Mm. I actually recently just found this out. I went to Costco the other day and I found this uh, Mexican street corn dip. Oh, let me tell you. Good hot, yeah, good hot or cold. Um, it is, it's a very good dip. I am really, really into it right now. Um, and, and I think that it's really a, a good dip. Here's the thing. A good dip carries whatever chip it's on. Oh. It can be a potato chip. It can be a Frito. It can be a, it could be a tortilla chip. I like, I like the dip to be able to carry the vessel, uh, celery. Really? It probably tastes good on celery. Yeah. That, so that's just my, that's just my opinion on, on dips. And, and I do like, I do like a lot of dips. Um, uh, what, so what was what was the main crux of your question? I got lost in the books. <laughs> it was just the best two combos of uh, like 
of like dip and chip or something like that or like like oh yes. something and something so the best best combo mm. of that like if you could say i need this and i need this and put them together like harry potter style like yeah and you can go expel your armos you know what what i really like and it might be kind of just like nostalgic for me just because mm -hmm. my buddies and i used to do this all the time in college is uh, we used to live across the street from a Casey's. Um, so we would get Casey's pizza and just like a, a 30 rack of beer, man. And that's, I'm a simple man. Uh, awesome we just, we just, we just sit the 30 rack down, you know, pop the, pop the flaps open and I'll just reach uh -huh. in and grab them. Just pizza and beer, man. That's, that's, I remember a, like a cup, like probably three or four Super Bowls. We did that just sitting there, just drinking pizza, drink it, like drink a beer and eating pizza. I um, like yeah, I think that's best combo. Best yeah. combo. Okay, I, I like the best Super Bowl combo. Okay, so you you flip flip the question on its head, and I like that. Put it on a yeah. Super Bowl thing. So I never I never drank beer in college. I, I was a, I was bourbon or vodka. So do you do you put the thirty pack in the fridge, or you just leave it in there, and just grab it out because you drink it so quick? How does that work? Well, I'm well, the veteran move question. is yeah, the veteran move is to like you would buy it at the same Casey's, right? So like you pick right. up the pizza and then buy it there, and it's in like the beer cooler like the beer okay. chiller and you just like leave it out because because everybody's going to go after it okay. you don't need to put it back in the fridge or we'd have a cooler and we put it in a cooler with the, on ice because those are that's always good but we usually would just like leave it out because it didn't last very long i like that and that's yeah. a solid super bowl um I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go so i'm gonna have to go with like the best like chip and dip or the best two combos mm -hmm. uh, second second is is a wing with blue cheese Yep, buffalo and blue that. cheese. You know, that's mm -hmm. like I'm like that's my ugh, my go to. But I, I'm gonna since since I did this whole sort of utility player um, sort of you know <laughs> player of the year like like longevity forever be my bay is and, and I'm different than you. I think the dip has got to be prime, and I think the the vessel has to be legit because like mm. a thin chip. You you can you miss me with a thin chip, right? Like I yeah, thin chip, I, I, I break. I'm like, eh. So I'm going old school, non-organic. Probably has a lot of chemicals. Actually, probably doesn't. Fritos, the big scoop, the big scoop yep. Frito, and the Frito gas station put in your bunker last for expiration date for 200 years. The bean dip. <laughs> yes, yes. That's oh, the, I see that at a Super Bowl party. I'm like, this place is here, and there's probably a 30 pack out back. That's that's been crushed. Yeah. If you see yeah. that combo, right? You're like, okay, we're here to party. I used to do this a lot in college as well. I'd do Doritos and bean dip. Uh, so I'd get the little gas, dude, dude, game changer. Yes, I've done that. Uh, gas station bag of Doritos, gas station little can of of bean seven dip seven dollar bean dip. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got to get at the store to get that deal. You know, you got to get the, like the, at the store at the grocery store. You go to the gas station, you're getting that like little half a tuna can where you're just like two chip done. Yeah, and you're and you're cutting your knuckles because you're scraping the sides. And and I'm a dip when it comes to my chips. I I scoop. I don't mm -hmm. dip. I don't dip them in there. Sometimes I get in trouble. Well, you know, listen, it's a, probably a different rule when you're sharing dips with people, right? Uh, when you probably shouldn't scoop, I, man, if there's especially like some substance, like there's some meat in there, I'm going to scoop. Yeah. If there's some ground beef and like a queso. I'm scooping chorizo. I need a big scoop. 
I need a big yeah. skew. I, I might as well just get a damn spoon and just put it on a chip and then because I don't want to break the chip. But you're right. It's not a dip. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I love I love me some Doritos and bean dip. That's kind of my go-to jam. So uh, that's awesome. Let's wrap it up here with, with my question. Uh, Nick, you know, the off season is kind of upon us. We find ourselves kind of trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, okay, season's over. What what do we do now? So what is your favorite thing to do during the NFL offseason? Um, not wa- oh, watch Chelsea in the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. That's when I, I pick up. The English Premier League ends in about May-ish, and the yep. Champions League ends around May, June. And I just love, I just love to watch the Premier League. I, I watch a lot of football. I watch Chiefs. I watch, you know, K-State. And I'm like sports out at this point, especially with the Chiefs making all these runs. So mm-hmm. I, I like to turn on Saturdays and Sunday mornings, you know, 6 a.m., 8 a.m., uh, maybe 10.30, and watch Chelsea play in the English Premier League, play in Champions League. And so that that's my favorite thing in this offseason. I'm a, I'm a big soccer fan because it's one of those sports that uh, I feel like I can watch without analyzing, right? So it's like mm-hmm. one of those – so I can feel like I'm actually a fan. Yes. Um, I've lost that with like football – and maybe it'll come back with baseball because I, you know, I wrote for Sports Illustrated and did the Sports Illustrated Royal site for a little bit. So then I kind of lost it there. Maybe it'll come back for baseball if baseball even comes back. We will see if baseball even. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot they were locked out. That's how little I care about baseball. Rob Manfred said that he's got a he's got a good faith proposal and it's probably going to be not good because he's the worst commissioner in all of sports. But um, was that you who tweeted? That he said some about governmental issues <laughs> restricting, yes. restricting the lockout or something. Yeah. Like, what? What are you doing? Like, what do you? What are you doing? Like, don't. Make they just don't baseball. want to share any more of the profit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Like, um, you're a dying sport. Come on, let's. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, we need our own podcast where we can just like start and just start recording and then just talk about whatever. Because like, there's <laughs> been about four times where I've been like, well, we could really go into that. Uh, but <laughs> let's table that thought. We don't need to be here for four hours, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Um, so no one of, I, I do really like to watch soccer. Soccer is one of those things that, that I, I enjoy. I'm a Tottenham fan, so how much yeah. do I really enjoy it is a, is, a, is a good question because they've been they've been kind of tough recently, but yeah. in a good they direction. They got everyone on board. Like, yeah, they got everyone on board that broke your hearts. Yep, that's how it goes. Um, hey, we're going to be good. No, we're not. <laughs> I think it's so, it's so amazing how fickle – uh, teams are with coaches in the American oh, or in the English Premier League. It's just like have a couple bad games, you're gone. You're we out. don't care. We don't it's care just like last season. Yeah. hot hot seat is what have you done for me lately? Essentially, um, it is man. I, I mean, kind of love yeah. it. They they fired. Uh, so I think Antonio Conte. I think mm-hmm. in, for like Chelsea a couple years ago. Is it 12? I don't know. I forget who was a coach in 2012 when Chelsea. Oh, it was like a former player. Like they, they hired a former player and then he took him to the Champions League final in 2012. I fudge, I forget his name. And then it was like midway through the next season, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're out. They don't. I, out they don't. <laughs> they don't. You're right. I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. I yeah. had a plan. Okay. So you're not involved. Peace out. Don't pass go. 
so wild, so wild. But yeah, I do like to watch soccer. What I like to do is kind of uh, catch my breath, I guess, because uh, mm-hmm. it seems like the 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 NFL season literally never stops. Because we're already starting for draft stuff. Oh, I was talking talking to Maddie Lane already about doing um, planning on doing a mock draft. Might be might be a little spoiler alert, but uh, kcsn.substack.com if you want to check that out. Uh, subscribe. Fifty dollars uh, a year will get you access to. Everything that you need coming up for this draft season. We might have a couple some announcements coming up soon as well in terms of the sub stack. So it'll be exciting. So really I've I've kind of shifted gears to to the off season to to the draft, watching some of these players. I really I enjoy the the draft side of things. The roster construction and everything is is really enjoyable to me. Um so really the NFL doesn't stop and and neither do I, essentially. Yeah, yeah. You said take a breather, but like you're like like you could take a breather in mini camps, right? Yes. I think that's yeah. what you can take after the draft, you know, but then you're analyzing that. See, I, I like after the draft because there's about a billion players to to look at in the draft. And I'm like, I can't sift through and fall in love, watch film, all these people. I like to see who they draft, then watch the film after mm. they draft them, like for mm-hmm. the Chiefs. And and yeah. kudos to NFL, I mean, Jesus Christ, they monetize the draft like none other. It is unreal. The NFL is the only draft that is really like an event, right? Yeah. If you think about any other sport, MLB draft is like, mm, you have seven of those. Oh, well, uh, you know, you think about the NBA, they're trying to make it more of an event. And I know that they do it like in, in New York and, mm-hmm. and then move it all over places, but they're trying to make it more of a thing. They only have two rounds. I mean, it's it's one of those things. NHL, their draft isn't that big of an event. But in the NFL has done a very good job of monetizing the drafts, which will be in Las Vegas. Yeah. So uh, that'll be good. I don't know if you remember this, Nick, quickly before we get out of here. I know I said we were going to keep it to a tight 30, but that did not happen. Um, <laughs> that's laughable at this point. Uh, but did you see Did you see the original plan of them doing the draft at the Bellagio, right, at the Bellagio Fountains and, and boating the players out to the, to the draft? No. Table? No. Yeah. That was like, okay, so pre-pandemic, so 2020 is when they're supposed to do the draft in Vegas, and they then they ended up moving it, obviously. Everyone knows what happened then. Uh, but... That was the best draft ever, by the way. <laughs> that was the best draft. That will be the best draft ever. Yeah. Like the, 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 the memes and the tweets from all that. That was the only time I've ever watched a draft. Obviously, yeah. I was confined to quarantine, right? So I was literally forced to. <laughs> Bill Belichick had his dog sitting at his chair. He looked, he looked like one of, one of my dad's friend's house, you know, like one of my, my friend's dad's house, you know, like I'm like, oh, Daesh, be quiet. My dad's in there working. They're like, what'd your dad do? Like, I don't know. Yeah. He's just do, drafting NFL players is what exactly, he's doing. Right. Uh, but no, it was, so that was the original play. I don't think they, I think they scrapped it because like, I think that that idea was like, I think it came. I think I came with that idea, and it'd be like, "Oh, I guess that's fine." But I think wouldn't that be so sick? If they're boating so, players out to the so cool. Be yeah. classic Vegas, or like yes. every team gets a draft from like a hotel, um, uh, whatever <laughs> you know, like the gets coming on the on the on the the, the Ferris wheel or comes in on the um, yep. like on a, the drop thing or the, yep. the the coaster. Yeah, that, that, or the the white tiger exhibit. Mm-hmm. Like get to pet a tiger before you go out there. <laughs> be amazing It'd be amazing but hey but guess what nfl still can't get the pro bowl right, can't. right. We, we need like 20 different podcasts we do all right nick it was a pleasure talking to you for these 
45 minutes. Uh, hopefully BJ is okay with us posting this podcast. Uh, you'll, you'll already know, I guess, by the time you're listening to it, if, if he was okay <laughs> with it. So uh, Nick, appreciate you joining me on today's Outside the Trenches. Hey, remember, go check out that a la carte sale for Jack Stack Barbecue. You can save it to 40% using the promo code STOCKUP22. You get sale prices and free shipping for anything over $115. So make sure you go mm. check that out. Mm. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully in full force with BJ Kissel um, as we head on into draft season and full force into offseason. The Combine is probably the next big event coming up. That will be March 1st. So really right around the corner. So uh, for Nick Lucky, I'm Tucker Franklin. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace.